Hey everybody, welcome to a special edition of the BC Buckets podcast. This is our instant take. Now that the NAIA National Tournament's been released, uh, we wanted to push this week's episode back a little bit so that way we could give you kind of our instant thoughts on how the bracket shaped up for Briarcliff. And so that's what we're going to do today. My name is Matt Gall. I'm here joined by Coach Mark Sfigera. And uh, Coach, the brackets were released about uh, three hours ago now. We're recording this about 8 o'clock on Wednesday evening. And uh, so I guess give me your thoughts. Where did you watch the announcement? And what was your first thought when you saw uh, that we were matched up against Olivet Nazarene out of Bourbonnais, Illinois? Well, you know, first we, we watched it uh, as a team. Well, actually, more than that. The athletic department had a, a spring sports social going on this evening out at the wheelhouse, and uh, that's something we do all three seasons, fall, winter, and, and spring. And uh, we went out there. They had it on the big screen. We were able to watch it out there with a lot of Briarcliff supporters, not just basketball, but Briarcliff athletic supporters. And, uh, you know, we've been very confident for the last couple of weeks that we were going to, you know, worst case, get in that large bid to the national tournament and, you know, even after, you know, a disappointing loss to end the conference tournament for us a week ago, you know, we were still very, very confident. You know, I, I put it at 99.99% at that point. But it's still a great feeling when you see your name pop up on the selection show. And, uh, you know, I've I followed this stuff for a long time, and, you know, this is our fifth straight national tournament at Briarcliff, so we've we've had a lot of experience with this, and I, I follow it pretty closely on the national scale. And so I – I had a group of three that I knew we were going to play one of them, you know, so it wasn't like a shock to me when it popped up. We were going to play all of that. But, uh, you know, like I said, it's great to see your name pop up and, you know, to hear the cheers from the people who were there. And I think at this point, after a week of really taking a lot of time practice-wise to, to focus on ourselves, this gives us something to work on again, you know, a, a team to prepare for. There's an end game to it, so to speak. And I think that'll be refreshing for our guys. They had a few days off after we got beat in the conference tournament. We took today off to, to do this and the selection show and all that. And, uh, you know, now, now we know. We know who we're playing. We know when we're playing. We know what day we're playing. And uh, it's just a, it, it's a good feeling to be there, obviously. Well, speaking of when and where, uh, obviously the tournament's taking place up at the Sanford Pentagon in Sioux Falls. You guys will be playing Thursday, March 7th at 9 p.m., uh, again against Olivet Nazarene you're the five seed they're the four seed and so that'll be an evening game I know in the past we've had some morning games uh, the last few years we've been a little bit more fortunate with the time uh, and obviously this year we're going to be one of the last games taking place on that Thursday so what does the time slot mean to you if anything does playing a little bit later is that something you know you kind of got to start thinking about and preparing for or doesn't that really play much into it? Well, you know, it's, it's funny you bring up the time slots, Matt, because Nick Nelson and I were just talking about it. You know, in my time at Briarcliff, um, this is now five out of six national tournaments where we play on Thursday night. You know, it just seems odd that that's happened to us so many times. Last year was the, the outlier. Um, I do know before that, prior to me being here, they went on a run of 8.30 a.m. games, which isn't ideal, I don't think. But, uh, you know, 9 o'clock, it's, it's not completely out of the ordinary. You know, Wednesday nights we play at 8 o'clock. I think college athletes, by nature, are probably more night people than morning people. You know, so it's, I don't know that it's something we have to necessarily prepare for. You know, as opposed to a year ago, we played at 10, 15 a.m., and that's really out of the norm for us. So we, we really practiced that. For a couple of days leading up, we were getting our guys up at 6 a.m. And, and practicing that whole routine so they were used to it. 
Um, but this one, it's it's not a whole lot different than a general Wednesday night GPAC game. So there's not much to do in terms of that. Um, it's it's all about obviously preparing ourselves and starting to prepare for all of that and, and making sure we're in a good position and we feel really good going up there next week. So let's talk a little bit about who you'll be playing, uh, and that's Olivet Nazarene University out of Bourbonnet, Illinois. I looked that up on a map. It's about an hour south of downtown Chicago. Uh, and they were the regular season champs for the Chicagoland Collegiate Athletic Conference. I, I don't think they finished as well as they probably wanted to in their tournament, but obviously a strong program, a strong team uh, who, who play in a pretty tough conference out there. A couple interesting storylines coming up. Uh, you know, we'll talk about individual accolades here in a little bit, but, you know, we're going to have the best player in our conference going up against the best player in their conference uh, who averages about 27 points and 10 rebounds a game. He's also on the Bevo Francis top 50 list. Uh, his name's Nick Reed. He's listed as a 6'5 wing, um, and so obviously we have Jay Wolf, who uh, has similar accolades, and so that's going to be kind of a, a fun, interesting matchup to see. But they've also got a, a pretty good, talented team. They had a couple other guards who were listed on their all-conference list, and uh, you know we had several other players listed on our all-conference list, which we'll talk about here in just a second so you know what do you know about Olivet uh, at this point they're the Tigers I know that the Bears spend their summer training at uh, at their campus so other than that uh, you know what do you know about Olivet what do you know about their style and, and what do you think you're going to need to prepare for coming up against those guys well you know we don't know a lot about them to be honest with you Matt it's it's not a team that we've in my time at Briarcliff played um, we've played some teams out of their league I know they've had traditionally a really good program. Um, you know, they they had a very long-time head coach who had a ton of success there, and, you know, he, he actually passed away during the season this year. Um, you know, so they've, they've battled some adversity and, and battled through that and, uh, you know, obviously had a great year. And I have a lot of respect for anybody who wins their conference regular season because that's hard to do in college basketball. And, uh, you know, on the surface and looking at stats and just a couple quick film clips that I've watched here since we found out, I think they're going to be a lot like us. I think they're going to play a lot like a GPAC team. I think they're going to move the ball and space the floor, and, and they shoot it well. Um, you look at the assist numbers they have on the uh, some pushing 600 assists on the year. Um, you know, not incredibly big. You know, they, they have a couple big kids, but across the board they're not a huge team by any stretch. You know, so I, I think you're going to see a, a GPAC-like game. You know, they're going to they're gonna get up and down with us a little bit. And, uh, you know, you mentioned Nick Reed, and I – I don't know a ton about him, obviously, but, you know, you look at his stats, he's obviously pretty dang good. Um, you know, he's one of the leading scorers in the country. He's one of the leading rebounders in the country. Um, you know, and so we'll figure that out as we go here the next couple of weeks. But you're going to have, at least on the surface of it, you're going to have two of the elite players in the country in that last game of the first round next week. Yeah, that's that's going to be a fun one to watch. And uh, speaking of the statistics, I mean, when you first see who you're going to play, obviously without watching a lot of film, the first thing you go to is look at statistics and try to deduce, you know, what their style is based on that. But they average about 19 assists a game on 29 buckets, which means they move it around a lot. They find open guys. They space well. Um, and so your defense is going to have its work cut out for it, making sure they stick with assignments, making sure that, you know, they're they're playing one step ahead and not getting beat. And so, uh, you know, it's it's going to be a, a fun game. And, and like you said, probably a style that you're you're already familiar with. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, when we do next week's show, you know, I'm going to have a lot more in-depth analysis for you. But uh, I think you're probably right. And, you know, one of the nice things about 
going to the national tournament, and it works both ways, both for and against you. Um, you know, we get in the grind of a G-Pack season, and you play everybody twice, and a lot of these coaches have been around for a while, and players know each other, and it's a situation where you're kind of excited to play somebody else, you know, where we're not playing somebody who knows every single thing about us. We're not playing somebody who we know everything about. You know, it makes it a little more fun, and it, it makes players have to adjust in games a little bit more. Um, you know, and maybe you can catch somebody by surprise with something where you just don't do that in the G-Pack, not this time of year especially. So, Coach, like you said, you'll have a little bit more information and be able to go a little bit more in-depth on these guys uh, when we have our next podcast. And just so everybody knows, we'll be back on our regular schedule. We'll, re we'll record this Sunday, and then we'll release the next episode Tuesday so everyone has something to listen to as you uh, make the trip up to Sioux Falls. But this week, again, we just wanted to give you kind of our first reaction here. So before we go, there's something we should talk about with the conference season and the conference tournament wrapping up. Obviously, the GPAC awards were announced and uh, we were very well represented on the all GPAC list. And I guess we'll start right at the top with uh, the GPAC Player of the Year. No surprise, I don't think, to anyone who's, who's involved with our program that this was well-deserved. Jay Wolf was named the GPAC Player of the Year um, this year. And, you know, we've talked a lot about Jay and, and different individual recognition that he's gotten throughout the years and well-deserved. Um, with that, you know, he was named to the first team, all-conference, obviously, along with Jackson Lamb. So we had two first-team GPAC players. We had Ethan Friedel on the second team, and then uh, two freshmen making the all GPAC list as honorable mentions, Kyle Borhave and Jaden Klein-Hessling. Uh, so five players making the all GPAC team. I think that's just an incredible accomplishment for the team as a whole, and especially to have a couple of freshman guys who've been able to come in and really make an impact on the league. I think that's exciting about you know the things we did this year, and I think it's exciting about you know where things are headed and, and the ability of this program to – continue to get good quality players yeah you know we were obviously really pleased with uh with what came out today and you know i'm just going to start where you did with you know jay being the gpac player of the year i i think it's incredibly well deserved if you look at his stats on the year overall but i think if you really look at his stats in gpac games and start to compare that you know he was second in the league in scoring first in rebounding, third in assist, second in field goal percentage, first in three-point percentage. I mean, it's just incredible for a, for a guard who shoots and handles the ball as much as he does to shoot 57% from the field. I mean, he's incredibly efficient. And he's also incredibly consistent. You know, he didn't have a bad game. You know, he had a couple games where he didn't score 25 points, but, you know, he might have had 12 points on four shot attempts too. You know, he's, he's so consistent. You knew what you were going to get every night. And, you know, we've talked multiple times on the podcast about how he's even increased um, his production since Eric got hurt. He's increased his leadership since Eric got hurt. And, uh, you know, we, we were really happy for Jay and being as modest as he is, you know, he hadn't said much about it probably. But, um, you know, so it's a great it's a great award for him, you know, and certainly I think with all of this, when you have individual accolades, that always stems from team success. You know, and so I, I look at this as, yeah, Jay did this, but he would also be the first one to thank his teammates for helping him do it. Um, you know, getting Jackson Lamb on the first team, that was a great accomplishment for Jackson. You know, his second team a year ago as a sophomore really came on and played really well the last month of the season, and, and we're certainly hoping that continues as we head up to Sioux Falls next week. You know, and then Ethan Friedel as a sophomore on the second team, you know, he's on a 
he's on a very similar trajectory as, as Jackson was a year ago where, you know, we had two first-team upperclassmen ahead of him, and, and he was a second-teamer, and, and he keeps getting better and better, you know, so I was happy for him. And then, you know, Jaden and Kyle being honorable mention picks, you know, as freshmen, I think there's only five freshmen across the board and, and everything, you know, and two of them were here, um, you know, and they play on the same high school team, you know, so they're, that just speaks to those guys that, you know, one, they're tough kids, they're good players, um, to play on, on good teams as a freshman is hard. And, uh, you know, those guys, they picked things up well. Uh, they bought into what we were doing from an early stage in the season. Uh, they bought into the team culture and chemistry that the upperclassmen had developed and were teaching them. And so it was just a good day for, for our program, you know, to be recognized like that. So we're, we're certainly thrilled with that. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think it'll be the end of the accolades for, for everybody um, as we move further and further into the season um, at this point. So, All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and start winding things down here. Um, a reminder, Briarcliff will be playing Olivet Nazarene Thursday, March 7th at 9 p.m. up at the Sanford Pentagon in Sioux Falls. So make sure you start getting your travel accommodations figured out because uh, it's a great venue, great place to watch a game. And uh, this group of guys really deserves all the support they can get. So uh, we will be back this upcoming week uh, with a more in-depth preview of that game and talk a little bit about the national tournament and some other things. But before we sign off, SID Kevin Potterbaum just walked in a minute ago. He was down at the men's volleyball game just a minute ago. But I have to, uh, I have to get his opinion on us playing the alma mater of 2016 World Series MVP Ben Zobrist, who went to Olivet Nazarene. Does that are you torn a little bit having to cheer against the institution that groomed a player into somebody who could take the Cubs to the next level? Well, obviously, with my history, um, I, I don't really care about baseball grads and what schools they went to and who I'm going to be cheering for. Um, example, I played baseball at Morningside College, but you, you, you know I was cheering pretty loud for the blue and gold every time we <laughs> we'd go up against them on, on the basketball court. So I, I'm really not too concerned about Zobris's alma mater. Um, I'm more concerned just about watching some high-quality basketball that – you know, anybody who's followed this program last year had some pretty darn exciting games, and I would expect nothing less this year up in, like you talked about, a facility that is really top-notch for, for this tournament. Um, it's also nicer not to have to drive near as far if you're a fan of Briarcliff compared to where it used to be. Um, so just a, a short trek up to Sioux Falls to watch some great basketball in an amazing facility is really something I'm looking forward to. We better do some shout-outs before we sign this thing off. I know it's an abbreviated episode, but uh, shout-outs is our tradition, so we're going to stick to that. I'll get us started. Uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to both uh, Sioux City East and Sioux City West, those basketball programs. They played a heck of a sub-state game last night at the Tyson Event Center. Uh, we had two great quality high school teams in this town uh, representing 4A in that sub-state game, and it came down to the wire. East got the win, and they're going to go to state, but West had a heck of a season. Uh, that's a program that's really done some good things. They've got some good players, and uh, I think it's great for the city to have such high-quality basketball. And I mean, that place was was pretty full. Coach, I know you were there last night. It was a great environment to watch a high school game. So shout-out to both of those programs. Great job, and good luck to Sioux City East as they head to the state tournament. Yeah, I have a couple shout-outs. One, I'll kind of bounce off of that. I think we also need to give a shout-out to Sergeant Bluff and, and their boys' basketball 
uh, team, especially Connor Groves, who uh, in postseason play just went off uh, with some crazy good scoring numbers. And fortunately, uh, we hope to see him continue that through his college career as well moving forward. Um, but then I'd also like to give a shout out to uh, the, the softball team at Briarcliff as they're heading south right now, heading down to, to Florida, and they're going to get their first games of the season. Got a first-year head coach in Aaron Bly trying to turn that program around. So looking forward to seeing how the softball girls do here on the cliff. Coach? Well, yeah, it, this, is a, this is a blanket shout out to our whole program, you know, and our players in particular because – you don't you don't ever go through a basketball season without having some adversity hit and have to deal with some things you don't want to deal with or don't expect to and i think this group has has experienced more of that than maybe any team i've been a part of in in my time in college basketball and every time we were faced with adversity guys stuck together they battled through it they bounced back you know to date we've still not lost two games in a row we've always bounced back after a loss and you know they put themselves in the position to be playing right now you know, and, and anytime you play basketball in March, you did something you did something okay that year. You know, and so I, I give a shout out to our entire program um, for that. You know, and within that, I also want to give a quick shout out to, you know, all the players who weren't mentioned on the all G Pack team. Because like I said, you don't you don't get those awards without some team success. You know, the G Pack player of the year, I don't know that it's ever come from a team that finished lower than third in the league. You know, and so you don't get multiple first team guys if your team's not very good, you know, and so that's everybody involved was a part of that in some way, shape or form. So so shout out to those guys, too. All right. Well, that's going to do it uh, for this episode. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Thanks, everybody, for listening.